Well, Dan, so here we are again, Beekeep Radio, Insight, your host. We got a special selection of crew in today from out of town. We got the Texas homies. We got Symmetry, Phobia, and DJ Dash. They're all on tour, and it's a Strike to Match tour, and that's for Symmetry's album. Right, right. Yeah, so good to see you guys. We saw you last night. Got to play, rip it up. Uh, yeah. A little rained out, but people who were there were really feeling it, so... Good to see you guys again. It was like a year ago or so that we saw you, Symmetry. So it's been, dude. You know what? It's funny because yeah. uh, I was telling Benzo last time I saw him, his lady was like super, super pregnant, and I was like, "Hold your kid now." He's like eight months, and I was like, "Yo, it's been that long." I was like, "No way!" Like, it, it just like fast, it man. flies by. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." The other day, he was, like he was walking and stuff. I was like, "What is this?" Like we're crawling, I guess. No, that whole crew, all OCC, they seem to be so busy all the time. You know, like yeah, Benzo had a kid, uh, and the rest of them are always putting material out. They're always having tours and shows, and like they came with you. Actually, I think I'm getting this right. They toured in Texas with you too, right? They didn't, but they came like they came near me, but when we weren't able to like link up for a show, oh, okay. so it didn't work out that way. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I got that misunderstood. But that's kind of the thing, though, is that like when like your veteran crew starts to do stuff like that, it, they need like younger crews to kind of pick up the slack. So. Like having stuff like having beekeepers, for instance, is a yeah. good thing for a town, for like the town, for any town, for any scene. So like, um, say there's a month where OCC's on the road or something, like they may need you guys to pick up hmm. and host a boom baps and taps event. You know, that's a good like thought. That. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool because Santa Fe does have a lot of cats um, for the number of people in town generally. Yeah. But because of the size of the town, we tend to know all of each other, so it is like a nice little tight network. It's and cool, there's lots man. of like a little a community out here. And shit. Yeah, no, totally. And everybody's at like different skill sets too, yeah. skill, different skill sets and different skill levels. That's so, what I was telling these two. I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, what blows me away because this isn't happening in San Marcos and Phobia said the same thing about El Paso. Yeah. I was like, the number of heads that were in the room who weren't performing, mm. like Prismatic Soul was there, like you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. K Dutch popped in. There was a lot of, like Fluid just showed up. The show like Landon Wordswell showed up. Like there were so many MCs. And different kinds of acts who popped up just to support, and so you know what I mean. So even for every for every month, there's like three or four of y'all performing. So like it might be another four or five just in the building hanging out. Yeah, and it seems know? like every event there's sort of one or two new people who are mm-hmm. starting to roll in as regulars. Yeah, I did, I've never heard of Master My V, but he killed it last night. Yeah, he was know? fun to watch, man. Like, and uh, and uh, AG was the other guy's name, I think, who hopped up too. I think, I think so, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were fun to watch, man. I like. I really love that homebrew feel, the high energy dudes who like basically don't give a fuck. Like they're yeah. not doing it for recognition. Like that, those raps were not to get babes. Yeah, yeah. that, that shit was funny, that. man. I saw him when I walked up there on stage after him. I was like, man, I just love your fucking vibe, man. Everything Europe, you're just killing and having mm-hmm. a good time. That shit's fucking real. Well, and I noticed his shirt too. First, his Dragon Ball Z shirt. Yeah. And I almost pointed out because Riggs in the Beekeepers, he's like super nerdy dude. He speed runs video games. He does like a Twitch channel. Speed like, runs. Yeah, Jesus. he's like a Chrono Trigger dude. He's like all about the Super oh Nintendo God. games and shit. So shit. yeah, you guys got to link up on that. But he, you know, I nearly pointed out to him because he's always rocking his like Goku hoodie and shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, he wasn't wearing it last night. But I'm so, I'm so glad that like the anime hip hop thing is like finally coming around. Like at least to the forefront, it feels like people are like okay like admitting they like anime in public at least nowadays so i remember back in the day that was just like a general public thing now everyone likes anime and shit yeah or everyone's liked anime now everyone's finally saying it yeah not just in hip-hop but in general yeah yeah your my hero academia line last night that was funny yeah yeah because it's mostly flat but i was just like yeah i know what he's talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm with that i was like just me i fair but that's me like every show man it's like i feel like i'll like reference anime or something and people just stare at me i'm like oh well you guys aren't cool. And I'll just keep going. 
No, what you said about the like your callback not really working out at all at that last show yeah. that you were going to. I don't remember where you said it was. But San Antonio. Yeah, it was in San Antonio. Yeah, it's not like a funny metric of how the crowd is, right? Because even a crowd that can be really feeling what you're doing, like may not want to do participation. Like, at they all. May just not be feeling it. And like, you know, sometimes like OG, for instance, like I can tell he gets a little upset sometimes when people aren't like fucking standing right at the edge of the stage. But mm. like, you know, in my eyes, I think you can be there to support a show and you don't have to be screaming at the front, right? right. And I think that's still like as important. Me and OG uh, had the same debate actually. I think on, I think on the Ra Ra Roman that like, um, that the OC's like thing is energy all day, like energy, energy, mm -hmm. energy. And my thing is like, I'm trying to, um, I think passion for me is like, as a performer, like I'm, I'm trying uh -huh. to like, show like what my emotion is for every song as opposed to just like giving energy constantly yeah. you know well right and as like a solo act in mm -hmm. a way you have to get a little deeper too mm -hmm. like you you kind of have to bring the listener in on a more personal level because yeah. you don't get to just pass it off to the next dude with more fire to ah, like keep true. ratcheting yeah, yeah. it up right and like yeah. the oc is really good at that and specifically like benzo and wolfman are really good at like tag teaming back mm -hmm. and forth and they'll do this ratchet thing through a whole song where you get you get this like building tension out of them and then the song's over and you're like oh like you kind of want <laughs> that, some that, more that, that was like, my experience because um when we first played santa fe two years ago uh we so it was my whole crew my whole crew grit squid and we and Osmosis open for us, so it was Benzo and Wolfman, and they blew us away. Like we were, we, like by, by the end of their set, we were looking around at each other, like we have to follow that. Like Fuck. it was nuts. Like we were like, we don't want to do it. We don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now they've got a really solid vibe. OC has a really solid vibe. I like what they're doing. So where would you put yourself on that like sort of spectrum there, Phobia? Like if you're if you're not, you know, if you're not the super high energy guy, but you're also not like symmetries passionate, like get into the feels like where would you put yourself on that spectrum or in a different part of the graph altogether how I mean, would you define yourself as a rapper i don't even know man that's like a really good question actually yeah, it's <laughs> the morning yeah, I've never, yeah you question know number one i've never i've never thought about that before man i kind of just uh i take it for what it is man i just i i agree with og i like that i like that shit when people are there like screaming your lyrics back to you because like, i have a lot of like you know mm -hmm. shit like that but i was talking to troy about that when we pulled in i was like man like I always seem to have a hard time when it's like a like a bigger space because if there's tables and shit, people want to sit down. And then he was telling me, well, it's good to just reach out. Like people, it's like they're listening comfort. You know, I was like, you know what? I've never even thought about that before. I'm like pretty fucking selfish, Ooh. I think. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I like the vibe, man. I, I came from a, like playing in metal bands and shit like that. And like, okay. you know, so I was used to like crowds like in front of you and like uh -huh. just getting wild. So i don't know i don't really know what spectrum to put myself on i kind of just go up there and do my thing and i my favorite thing to see is like when nobody's there because nobody knows who you are um, and then you just catch their attention with like quick lines or something and they just fucking you know what i mean you start to bring the crowd in and all of a sudden people are feeling you and it's like the energy comes back and yeah for, man. for real i mean I, th I you have some energy bro on stage for real like you came off and like you were drenched yeah, dude, no, I fucking, didn't see anybody else come off stage last well, night. Big drenched. dude, man, that's just like fucking. That. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I mean that's like some intensity. There's intensity there and energy, but it's not that like it's not the you know the Jerobi hype man mm -hmm. like what what put your yeah, hands yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like fucking yeah some some weird in sync video energy, wow. right? You know, <laughs> and I ain't saying that's what OC is, but mm -hmm. you know there there's that element in hip hop that like the yeah uh, that kind of stemming from the MC being the support man for the DJ. Yeah, like mm -hmm. yeah. 
So, I don't know. Yeah, I really enjoyed seeing you both last night. Well, seeing the three of you, actually. So, actually, let's talk to you a little bit, Dash. Tell us a little bit about yourself, dude. I uh, see what's you. up, man? I'm, yeah. from, I'm from El Paso. I work at a tattoo shop at Pumping Ink Tattoos. Yeah. That's my day job, but this is my night job. Yeah. And so, me and, uh, me and Phoebe have been getting down since January. So, it's like we're kind of, okay, pretty you know, new. I mean, not even. Yeah, we're fresh, to, we're fresh to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I should I wouldn't have known that by your set like the way you guys do the like complimentary like you do a few backup verses and then yeah. you come and fill in the gaps like that was cool yeah, like yeah. that was way cool and it's kind of unusual to see a DJ get to jump in like that yeah yeah so yeah it was pretty I appreciate cool. it it's a, it's a lot of fun man from the first show we played together it was just like the chemistry was real you know and I had like a DJ before and that didn't work out um, but when me and Dash get together we run it's like every single show has just been nothing but fucking spectacular you know nothing short of it just always a good time always having fun with it yeah sure. very lucky okay and I feel my fingers cramming, slamming against the anvil Sweating in his force, progress coming to a standstill A man feels his heart pounding like the hammer strike I began to fight, I'll be damned if it'll end tonight yeah. I'm trying to shape a cage to lock away my life with Sick of living on the edge, tired of the high risk Cause I existed in the dice roll It might hold fortune in the future, but Lady Luck got a blindfold And I've been trying to get a better view Thinking it's gonna take a little more for me to fight away these lesser blows I'm unimpressed by the struggles and the test of youth Maybe I should play it safe and be more like the rest and I'll be striking while the iron's hot Build a cage, that's all I've got To lock away my dreams Man, the forges till the fire stops Build a prison I can't watch I don't want to face my dreams I used to believe I could weather the storm Until I'm dead and gone Music didn't blow so I had to build a better bomb Every song crafted with a hammer and tongs Was another way to make the better happiness on Is this the calm before it goes to shit That belongs to loneliness I put my soul into my craft and store nobody notices The focus isn't here so I'm crafted in the cage The only guarantee my path will lead me back to the stage So now I'm man in the flames And I'm shaping the metal that God turned from the page And made a pact with the devil There's levels to this shit but it's part from the course I'm tired of trying to stand tall but still always falling short I'll be striking while the iron's hot Build a cage, that's all I've got To lock away my dreams Man, the forges till the fire stops Build a prison I can't watch I don't wanna face my dreams I feel this cage I won't fly away Don't break it, I'm afraid I can't fly away Striking While the Irony's Still Hot by Symmetry and Rupert the Duke featuring C.A. the Commoner. I love the technical difficulty breaks. Yeah. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Just those pop those out. Yeah, yeah, you know, because sometimes people think you're putting in a track, 
whether there was a bathroom break or maybe a studio lit on fire. Like nobody really knows until you explain. I don't, I don't know if your studio lit on fire would uh, that would be on the same podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we would have started the recording again. Yeah, just exactly. To hear yeah. The that, that, might, that might be like a podcast release, like, released like two months later or something. In the new studio. Yeah, exactly. Studio Studio V two. Well, so I wanted to ask you, DJ Dash, you got the CDJs there. Like I see that. And you're oh, yeah, no, it's not, I wish they were a CDJ. Oh, okay. Nice. It's just the it's the SX. Okay. Too. It's like a. It's like a. I don't know. Yeah, it's one. It's a nice one. I like it. I've had it, I've had it for a little while. You like the equipment? Right yeah. on. Right on. I mean, I wonder. Uh, DJ caps like real hard about being a vinyl DJ. Like he loves yeah. that, and he uses Serato too. So I've it's no, like we've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like it's a point of pride for him, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like to get him to ask you know and like kind of bring up that conversation like how do you feel about that do you feel like any pressure about that from general hip-hop scene are people pretty cool about it now like, i've never i don't know i never yeah? really thought about it yeah. I, I asked uh dj cap at the end of the night about his setup i was like how do they how do they feel like the the serato you mm -hmm. know the plastics on it but he was like yeah it's 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 all right but it's not the best but nothing's like you know the real stuff yeah, but, yeah. I mean, yeah i'm trying to get into the vinyl game though for real that's a tough game because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Spend a lot of money on that. I had homies that did a um a Monday night show. Shout out Cheap and Doomsday Device. Uh, they did like a Monday night spending thing at his bar called Triple Crown, which closed. But and so every night, him and a friend, a homie would like they would just spend vinyl all night. And so we just go and play pool and shit and drink and like watch them spend vinyl all night. It was cool. Fuck yeah. That's badass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of always cool seeing a DJ pull up with a crate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lifting that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like putting in that work. <laughs> memory that extra just, work. <laughs> memory isn't as heavy as a crate, that's for sure. There's a, a bar that's, and I guess it's more like a cafe, uh, it's opened here in Santa Fe called uh, called Remix, and they've got tables there and a bunch of vinyl. And they're like, it's owned by some DJ friends of, you know, one or two degrees away from everybody in town, you know. So, so, the, so the, 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 the table and the vinyl just stay there? I think a lot of the vinyl stays there, and I think the table's there, too. Oh, you know? geez, so I guess it's in the setup. Pops up, yeah. yeah. Just like, I'm you already set up. up. I just show up. Yeah, yeah. You roll up and like, I, th I think it's one of those things that you might. I imagine you have to show that you can use yeah, a yeah. table without. Oh wait, so anything. so like it's open to other DJs yeah. to DJ on. That is cool yeah, as shit. Yeah. So actually. it's like, and everybody's always going there, and it's got. I mean, it's kind of got a cool layout too. It's pretty to look at, so it's like perfect for photos mm -hmm. and the whole thing's really well it's very millennial very like hip like yeah. they've done it just right but it's also a nice throwback to have some vinyl around and have people yeah. who are like ripping it up on yeah the but you don't want anybody like breaking your vinyl so yeah you can't have anybody just scratching on your shit i yeah. got you yeah yeah so that's a good scene but i still have to check that out but everybody's been talking about that one the other other place everybody talks about here in town of course is meow wolf like you know phobia, oh go ahead and tell him bro dude. go ahead and tell him phobia got a good bro, so story. okay so i've never been to santa fe right like i've always wanted to come out here but it was never like for the meow wolf experience it was just because you know i just wanted to come out here and check it out dude it's fucking beautiful out here by the way like yeah. i woke up this morning like wow bro but um while before i came out here man that's all everyone kept telling me like yo are you going to meow wolf are you going to meow wolf are you going to meow wolf i was like yo i'm going out there to perform dog and they're just like oh but you gotta go to Meow Wolf. I'm like, for what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? It's like, funny. Do you yeah, realize? And then it, and I posted it on Facebook, dog. And then like someone else commented on it. Troy <laughs> brought it up to me. That's so awesome. you just that was it. I just hey, make sure you go to Meow Wolf. I was like, dude. I mean, I feel like that's something I can do at any time. You know, it's like I could get up and drive out here and check that out. But it's like, yo, like, can't you like grasp like how I'm feeling about the fact that I'm actually going out there to fucking 
you know, showcase my my skill as an MC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a bigger deal to me than going and visiting some yeah, fucking for playground for fucking psychedelics and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like an adult funhouse. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm not gonna talk shit. It looks it looks cool, man. Don't get me wrong. It'd, it'd be tight to check out. Just not right now. I've got like you know business in mind and shit. You know? Yeah, and I mean that's what it is. It's an adult. It's like an adult funhouse. Like I think it's a pretty sweet place if you got a few hours to kill. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing shows there because it's a small space. So it's like a couple hundred people only and there's like a high viewing spot. And the stage if you got to if you've ever seen pictures of it is like it's decked out. It's cool as fuck. And it's makes for really personal shows. So but it's expensive to play there. Like if you want to play there. Damn. Last time I heard a price is 12, 13, 1400 to just have, so you to, can play there. Yeah, just so <laughs> you can set something up and you know you you better be bringing somebody else cuz Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, see, how much it, of the tickets normally? Uh, it kind of depends, like on who's there. I've seen as much as like thirty, forty, fifty bucks for tickets, and then down as low as fifteen for, you know, sometimes like what I see, I saw Mers and um, and one other homie he was with, and I think that was like twenty bucks. See, that's super yeah. tight, man. Like the whole concept of doing that, I guess you know, it's just fuck. Twenty times two hundred. That's four. That's four k. So yeah, I guess yeah. That, yeah you rent it for thirteen k. You spend. You make four. Yeah, and Sorry, like thirteen hundred. I was yeah. like, whoa, yeah, you, what? you make four. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's it, yeah. I think the math works out, and especially if you have somebody there, like you're gonna fill it. Yeah. Like if you have a uh, you know a MERS or anybody like that, it's definitely full. Yeah, like, I was just telling them. Out. I was just telling them that I saw that Doja Cat played there oh, like, yeah? last year or something. I'm sure. I'm sure she packed it. It was right after that Moose song came out. Uh, like the God. yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure that shit was packed. Yeah. Yeah, that follows. Now, but they've kind of like cornered it a little bit in town there because there's not really another like better place to play in terms of I don't know the whole combination. Like I think they have higher quality sound too, probably mm-hmm. than than basically anywhere else in town too. So that sounds tight. Shit, performing yeah. there sounds fucking dope. That's what we should do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring it together. Don't, don't look at me, man. I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to get that. I mean, OC gets up there sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen them open yeah. for some cats up there. Yeah, I've seen them up there a few times. I think. <laughs> No, we have a, we have a spot called the Mark in San Marcos, and it's kind of like that, but it's massive though. It's like this big, maybe a thousand cap room, maybe. But they bring like big EDM acts, and that's who mm. fills it. Mm-hmm. Like we it, don't yeah. really we don't really get like locals don't really play there apparently. But they're they're starting to like try to do. I think they're trying to do like a local Sunday thing, where like locals can play on a Sunday night. So we'll see how that works out. I'll let you guys know. The locals open mic, yeah. Kind right. of, yeah, yeah. Like local bands get to play or we'll something. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, you know what? What I didn't do, you guys should uh, drop some links and social media info so people can find you oh yeah you gonna go first oh me sure um you can find me at symmetry s-y-m-m-a-t-r-e-e on facebook and twitter and on instagram you can find me at symmetry spelled the same way d-y-r at the end of it on ig hell yeah uh you can get me on instagram at phobia the prophet p-h-o-b-i-a-t-h-e-p-r-o-p-h-e-t Profit of the mind, not a profit in your wallet. Uh, Twitter, phobia, duh, profit, so DA, <laughs> just because it's too fucking long apparently for Twitter to handle. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Grinder, you know, sure. whatever. Oh, whatever. Hell yeah. <laughs> Calling out. You can find me on Instagram on uh, dash D A S H underscore 915. Hell yeah. Right, cool. Area code, I see you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 915. Yeah, we're lucky with a good area code here. 505 is like so, it's so easy. From the 915 to the 505. Right, the 915 to the 505 to the 210. 
So yeah, that was something I was going to ask you guys about too. Is that do you guys feel like you tailor your acts when you leave town? Or like you know, we kind of bridged this topic a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but like just like that, you know, pulling that out, you know, from the nine one five to the five hundred five, right? <laughs> where you go, you pick up details about where you are. Like you have really good name recognition, Troy. Like you, you're like really good at recognizing people and be, oh, it's Cap. Oh, mm-hmm. what's up? It's been, you know, like, and, and saying what's up, like landing there, like, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that like, that's like a good skill to have when you're out on the road. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think uh, being able to tailor your act a little bit to like where you're playing is kind yeah. of important too. I think that just goes like even just venue to venue. I think that's a big deal, you know, not yeah. even just like scene to scene or city to city. I think just like knowing where you're playing sometimes. Like, yeah. I, I feel like. My stuff is kind of like lo-fi, you know, like boom bap lo-fi hip-hop. And so it's easier for me to play to like a group of people standing further away because my shit's so mellow anyway. I'm mm-hmm. not expecting people up front moshing with me. So I I, I, I I tend to just play the songs I feel like playing, to be honest. Sometimes I'll, I won't play like sad songs if like nobody in the room is sad. Yeah, so okay, a fluid set yeah. list a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll mess with it a little bit. Like okay. I've been playing less sad songs lately. <laughs> Even though the, a lot of times those are the ones I want to play. Well, yeah, I mean, I got more invested in them. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And uh, but what you were saying a little earlier too about how you know some crowds will just feel the anime stuff, some crowds will just feel the more emo stuff. Like, what mm-hmm. do you think the percentage might be? Is it a half and Ooh, half? I don't like, even right? know, man. Because it, and, it, and it's weird too. Because sometimes like you know the, I did the at bay thing. I, I I did that whole like I fucking love that song, dude. So I, I did the yeah. whole like uh, <laughs> explanation for it. And in San Antonio, everybody heckled me. And so I was like, what the hell is this? And so like, there was like a two-minute gap in between like me explaining it and me starting the song. Where I was just like busting at the crowd. Like I was just like, we were just arguing basically. Fuck and then, yeah. uh, and so it, was, it, worked, cause it worked out though. They were like really into like actually doing it when the song started. But we were just like, was, like fussing with them. And then like afterwards, people kept like messaging me on IG like, it's, it's not uh, spicy memes, it's dank memes. Like, okay, look, now you're, now you're like, just like heckling me on the internet too. I was like, what is this? So it all kind of works out. You never know. Like, cause I, I got made fun of like in person but everybody's really cool about it afterwards. Yeah, that's kind of nice. That, there's some crowd participation right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Crowd, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's all right if you're getting heckled. Uh, I played in Florida last month, and I, I think I made like a one punch man joke, and like one person got it, and then like their girlfriend was like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and I was like, "Like, <laughs> 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 and what about you, Phoebe? You had like a a best show, worst show kind of you know experience like that, where just some just fell completely flat." Um, fuck. Or where something that you didn't think was going to fly just totally caught and people just fucking went with it. Okay, check it. So one of my favorite show experiences was back home. This was last year. <clears throat> I was playing at Monarch, which, uh, shout out Monarch, shout out Chief, one of my favorite venues, man. And um, they had this old sound guy, man. I don't know if it was like his deal or what it was, but when I was performing with my old DJ, like the sound just wasn't like kicking in right. Like... We'd play it, and it just sounded just super muddy. Like it just, it just wasn't coming out right. You know what I mean? And then he started blaming my DJ, and I was like, "Yo, man, like I just finished playing this set last night. Like I had practice before this. Everything was cool. Like it's your cables or something." And we got into it. She got super heated, and I was just like, "You know what? Fuck that, man." I was gonna like, cut that beat off, and I was gonna like, do the whole set acapella. So I did, and through my frustration, like. I mean, the room was packed, you know, but I never, I didn't really like pay attention because I was just pissed off. Like I was already like, I'm gonna fuck this song guy up. So, and and all that, dude. I, I performed like the last song I played last night was Apology. You know, it's like a song I wrote for my old man and shit. And at the end of it, when I was like, all right, well, thank you everyone. You know, you guys have a good night and this and that. Thank you for having me. This this girl just starts crying and shit, man. Like she walks up to me and like that was like 
like a really best show moment for me because it's uh, like that's that's why I why I write what I write about you know like the whole context of understanding your fears in life the shit that makes you hurt the shit that other rappers don't really necessarily want to talk about because it's it's not it's not cool like it's cheesy it's whatever but to me it's like it's very personal so that's what music was for me growing up so I try to generalize that back to people like from my own experience so that was like a top show moment for me for sure because fuck it blew my mind i went from like angry man like you you know like the hulk like when he's all pissed off and raging and all of a sudden just like bruce banner just comes out it's like damn like that's how that's how it felt man it was like a crazy reality check um so it's kind of like a best and a worst you know it was like annoying but then it was like beautiful at the same time so yeah just like that was cool and then there's been shows that we think like with dash you know we played it. it's like oh man this show's gonna be fucking popping dude we're gonna get it on we're gonna get up there and kill it and then we get up there and it's uh it's just like a dud so i'm like it's like fuck i didn't expect this and you know what it is it's usually when we play like outdoor shows like it's yeah that's it's, hard to get energy on the outdoor shows yeah i don't know i thought it was just yeah. me i was like am i the only one am i the only one having a problem here like it's just not working for me like what the fuck but usually, usually they turn around though like halfway to the set though yeah it'll like, pick up it's just hard to get everyone involved first i feel like everyone's like distracted part is just but, rough outdoors yeah, i don't know man it's really hard to like think about all that shit like when i sit here you know i've played so many shows like locally and a few out of town so it's always hard to think of like best and worst it's usually always just like the sound problems that make like show bad for me it's never really like the crowd like i'm cool playing to people that just want to hear me play you know i'm not really ever like too focused on how big or small like or what who's there who's not there kind of thing it's it's just if you're there to hear me and you like the music i'm putting out i mean that's what i you know I mean, that's the whole point for me to do it so i don't know yeah no that i mean that answers the question pretty well yeah, yeah for <laughs> no i think that what you said about like outdoor shows is really true like the the lack of like containment of the venue means that like you almost have to put out I don't know, more energy to like fill the sky. Dude, almost. for like, sure. It's, it's <laughs> kind of weird. All this space. We did a show at, in the end of May and uh, it was out at, in the Jemez and it was a sort of, it was the third night of a, of a festival, like a, a sort of a Memorial Day celebration kind of, um, it was, what was it called? Celebration for Memorial. No. And it was cool. Like we showed up on the third day, but basically after the second night, they got, the big sound got shut down. They had something wrong with the permitting I don't know exactly what happened, but basically the big sound system wasn't down. So we had to play on like a sort of the monitors basically only. And that was okay. But also everybody had partied for two nights, you know, so they were burnt. They were dead. Yeah. So we basically like played a set for some zombies. You know, like some dude fell asleep, like, you know, sort of passed out calmly, you know, there were, <laughs> there were about 12 people, but it was a fun set. But boy, yeah, we had to put in like double time yeah, high like effort to hard fill that just to make it make it feel like a set and not awkward you know you almost have to like put more energy into it we had a few funny gags too we filled up like a rum bottle with iced tea and a button of vodka bottles and tequila bottles with water right and just chugging them while we're during our set it just looks like we're that's incredible that yeah, that is incredible that's, that's good ridiculous. I mean, that's, yeah <laughs> see i should do that i usually fuck up and just get the actual liquor and oh, yeah. <laughs> well you got to have one real bottle though so if somebody wants some you give them the real bottle and then the you know the whole facade is completely I like the i like the tactic <laughs> So yeah, we had we had a good time with that one. Outdoor shows are a funny one. You so, know what else talks about outdoor shows? Merch. Oh. Because it just it's always wind, and so like shirts always blowing off the table, like in stickers. Ah, oh, it's the worst. Like that that that's actually my biggest pet peeve of outdoor shows. Like I didn't even thought about that. The the merch stuff. Like uh, I played a show. 
last month in San Juan, like South Texas. Yeah. And I have one of those little photo frames that I keep like my merch prices in. And it like blew off the table within like the first five minutes and broke. And I was like, ah, shit. This is how this starts. I was yeah. like, this is my first experience. But the show was super fun though. Like we basically like it was like a house show. So you play like in somebody's garage, like facing outwards. Okay. Dude, so it was super fun. Yeah. But my uh my my merch prices broke. So that was like my frustration for the night. But other than that, the show was great. Gotta put up all the merch prices and cover damages now. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Right, right. I mean it was like ten bucks. It was like whatever. <laughs> Yeah, no big deal, really. But, uh, you know, I think beekeepers in total have had more merch stolen than really? purchased. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, awkward, right? You know, so we put this sign up. We So, first of all, I'll tell the whole story. We made these socks for a show we did a while back. Actually, I think actually it might have been our, the show you were at there. Okay. I think so, yeah, because I threw some socks out at one point during mm-hmm. the set, right? Anyway, so I made a whole bunch of these socks, right, the BK logo on them, right? And I said, free used wrapper socks. Like, you know, lightly worn, you know, as like a gag, you know, at the merch table. Right. And so people were like, oh, cool. Free socks. But like our shirts were there, too. And people just like saw the free and we're just like, oh, cool. Everything's <laughs> free. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's kind of our bad. And then, like, nobody was really watching the merch table at this gotcha. other show. And, yeah, like, I thought, thought you were saying people away. were just, like, stealing, like, your merch regularly. <laughs> like, it's like every show you're just, like, looking through your inventory, like, we're missing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone just over and over again. Yeah, it's no, like we a, did merch for a few shows. And, like, every show, I'd be like, did you guys sell anything? No. Well, we're down. If you, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like, one or two would walk. But, yeah, it became a running joke. So, we, oh don't, do, we don't do too much merch currently. We're redesigning it more, mm-hmm. you know. Because everything proof. else got stolen. It's just theft yeah. proof. Put in a case and shit, man. <laughs> yeah, right. We need to haul around a big glass display case. <laughs> wow. Sliding door keys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not worth that much. No, we're not. We're not important enough. Oh, man. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've only done, like, what, eight shows maybe? Yeah, so we're still, like, our infancy. Or get one of those, like, those uh, those cages, man. So you can put, like, a shirt on the hanger and hang it up. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good look. Yeah, because then they can't take it off because it's like zip tied or some shit. Mm, to it. Smart, smart. Oh, actually, that's the point. Like the pop up shop. Mm-hmm. Like really, the pop up shop at the shows at the Boom Bap or the Rootat Boom Bap mm-hmm. setup should include the merch. Mm-hmm. Like that would make sense that you have. There was merch back there. I don't know if, I don't know if you saw. Oh, because um, I went and bought some soap. I didn't see any merch. <laughs> uh, like, like they had vendors. Was it soy kohoi? Soy and kohoi or? Yeah, KO, KOS. Their merch is back there because uh, I don't know if you know, but Audia, she was like, she was selling like earrings and stuff. She's also a DJ. So oh, she had okay. their merch stuff set up on her table. So I think it's, I think she goes by Ill Audia and she's at Albuquerque too. She's a DJ. She like, she's DJed a bunch of like Def I shit and stuff like that. Like she's dope. Like I met her in Cruces. And so I bought some earrings from her, but I looked at her table and she also had like their CD shit shut up. And um, the OCC had a table on the back too. At like the very back though, but it was like, it had like all the Antonius' shit, all the um, OG shit. So I think some of the um, Art of Rhyme stuff on there. So they, they, there was merch set up in the back. So, I set up in the front usually because people are up there. Yeah, okay. So, so there you go. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So it was there and I didn't even see it. Yeah. So it's a great I, I feel that. I didn't, that I, I, didn't, I didn't see it either. That's why I was tripping you went, out. Did you go back in the pop shop? I did at the end yeah. of the night. Like, oh, they probably went backing up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, because when we walked in, like I saw it. I was like, all right, that's cool. But I thought it was a part of like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the fucking the venue, not actually like people on their own vendors and shit. Dude, I, I was expecting you to like have a little bit of like between time between that before you and you. So I went back there to check it out. Then you started playing. I was like, fuck. Like, there, so was, there was no the there was no you. chill dog it was like it was just like one to another yeah. like i mean that shit was cool but it's like oh fuck we started soundtrack kind of late though but i mean it's, it's rap shows you know how that is dude i mean 
yeah, you, yeah. You, you put on shows. We both put yeah, on shows. Yeah, we, know. Know, we know what that's like. Like we all make like the ideal timeline, and then there's like the actual timeline that happens because yeah. something because something happens. Well, I did like the back to back thing just because um, like it worked. You know, what yeah. I'm saying like back in El Paso, it's like, dude, I fucking every time I book a show or throw a show, I I put like a five to ten minute. Depending if it's MCs or bands, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. bands need to break down and load yeah. up. But with MCs, it's like usually Dash will be spinning or if they have their own DJ or however they want to do it. But I'll try to put like a five to ten minute period because people want to go smoke a cigarette, want to go grab a beer. like yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of like keeps like the people's attention like where it's at because, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like love that. Last night was so fucking dope, dude. Santa Fe is amazing, man. Fuck. The view, the people. Everyone's been so fucking yeah, friendly. Super What makes a man like bone in the dust? Can the divine be defined by a moment of trust? I've seen him focus on his opus when he's hopeless to crush. But it's tough trying to fix it when you're broken, it sucks. I'm just a man in repair, hope of wounds with no bandages. A fire in the rain, dying out to keep the candles lit. So burn it down, burn it down. It can save you if I gotta break you down. I don't wanna break through. I learn to make moves that wouldn't keep me up at night. Succumb to the plight of those who suffer with the rust at night. Out to the vein, strained under pressure. Being blamed for what you can't change is gonna test you. But still, we all got a void that needs to be filled A new chronicle now, you can keep what you build I hope that cup overflows when you question your thirst Wanna save everybody, please save yourself first Living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Let's hold them back, yo, whatever it takes. I heard that guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Yeah, guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Let's hold them back, yo, whatever it takes. I heard that guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Yo. I used to think that I was numb to the pain Just a sucker born to suffer here with nothing to gain I lost a couple angels when he pushed down the train And felt the touch of the devil through the tongue of the flames And I won't blame anybody when I pass through hell No begging, no pleading, I ain't asking for help But if you give it, I'ma take it and return it when it's needed In the belly of the beast, I believe that we can beat it and rise Darkness trying to strangle the skies And y'all could be the light shining bright, changing the tide It's the kind of talk we all need, a little reassurance If the waters are change, I'm hoping y'all could be the current it's the burning in your chest, it's knowing you're still alive, it's the light behind your eyes, the focus, the drive, to be a little more, a little more human, to stay inside the center, the stillness behind the movement, and if it meant a lot to you, maybe you could be the one to fuel the torch you use to guide your through, and if it meant a lot to you, maybe you could be the one to fuel the torch you use to guide your through, and if it meant a lot to you, maybe you could just, man, have a little faith in yourself, living all of us, trying to keep the devils at bay, let's hold them back, yo, whatever it takes, I heard that Guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Yeah, guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. Let's hold them back, yo, whatever it takes. I heard that guys living all of us, I'm trying to keep the devils at bay. And I'm just trying to keep the devils at bay. You're still listening to Beekeep Radio. That was Chamcha and Jabril by Symmetry and Rupert the Duke. Well, we're glad that you guys come down. I mean, it's like the lifeblood. I think we would get, you know, pretty sick of our local acts pretty quick if we didn't have some. But like, y'all regular... get like, a decent amount of touring acts yeah. that were coming through here. That's that's the thing. Like, because OC, OCC is open for everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not everybody, mm-hmm. but like, a lot of acts come through here. Like, wow, you just that's have... a good slogan. You should tell them to use that. 
OCC open to everybody? No, no, OCC is open to everybody. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't just they open to everybody. Don't no, listen to me. Open to everybody. No, dude, they they. So a lot of acts come through. But I guess they're all bigger acts, though. You know, what I mean, you don't have how, how, you don't have too many like lower tier. I guess is a shitty way to say it, but like rappers like me coming through town often. But now it seems like you're having more because like Giant Feet's coming with Racing Carter. Um, you you need more like working class or like more working MCs like working MCs. That's a like, like we MCs who, MCs who aren't aren't quite full time yet. Yeah, you, you need more cats like that from other scenes popping in. Like that's like us who like still have like kind of a day job, but mm. yeah. you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. no, I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, like kind of the fill in crew until they get to doing yeah bigger exactly. opener stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's some of them that show swaps go a long way too. You know, like and like just like, y'all bringing us to y'all scene and then y'all coming out to play with us stuff like that. Like all that stuff and then just collabs. You know, like collabs is such a good way to like combine scenes or like connect scenes. Like you like yep. To just to share names yeah, yeah yeah absolutely no i mean funny like having the physical item too like so when you come over here physically and sell merch like that actually travels kind of like a far way like you mm-hmm. know because i bought a couple of cds from you and then my girlfriend's got them on her computer now mm-hmm. and then like you know the cd gets left in somebody's car and it's like so it's like the shit like travels you know and so like actually you physically going somewhere yeah. seems to have much more of like a ripple effect on that pond than just I don't know having your like, digital. Than just the show, you know. Yeah, exactly. Than just yeah. the show, you're right. There's like there's effects afterwards. Like uh, I've had friends from one of my friends from Baytown was telling me that one day he was in Walmart in Baytown and he saw another guy in that Walmart wearing a Grisquid shirt. But so yes, like my collector's nice. t-shirt, yes. you know. So like stuff like that happens. Like you just never know if you go to a spot like where you'll yeah where you'll find your own your mm-hmm. own merch yeah or hear your own music right like that would be the dream right just right. to pull up in traffic oh right? that's and a you're fucking like, trip that's my song right yeah. yeah I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys before but that should happen to me yeah I was like <laughs> I was in the, I was just chilling man like in El Paso and I was driving through the east side and uh, one of my homies was hosting like a karaoke night or some shit or a bingo I don't know what the fuck and I pull into this bar. I had no idea they were in there, right? Like, I saw him outside smoking a cigarette. I was like, yo, what's up, man? This and that, whatever. He's like, yeah, come inside. Let's take a shot. And I walk in, and, like, one of my music videos was playing on the fucking TVs. I was like, what oh, the nice. fuck, dude? But, I mean, it was kind of, like, fucked up because it's a song I wrote about, like, suicide. So I was like, uh, I don't know if that's, like, what you want to be playing to a bunch of people drinking and yeah. shit. Like, But, I mean, fuck, that was still pretty tight. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Now, that, there you go. That's a victory story for sure. Best times as a rapper. Yeah, nice. I should write that shit down next time so I can be more prepared about it, huh? <laughs> I, I think interviews are fun when they're off the cuff, low-key, and like yeah, podcasts. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like it. Like, having yeah, like an idea of what you want to talk about, but... Uh, but barely. Yeah, yeah I used but to write barely. Questions. You're right. I used to write questions, and, you know, you'd fall off the, the frame mm-hmm. of the, the questions, or it sounds too rigid. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're trying to get to the next question and you're trying to uh, rein the conversation yeah. back in. And that's dumb. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pie, way, yeah. way more interesting if you just get, you know, someone on. And like, I think you too, you kind of, as like know? a host, you understand like generally what the main act, like right now, you know me, you, you kind of just met these two, you know? Yeah. And so you generally know if you have like um, a guest in mind, like what they're about more or less. Like, you know, you've like. Yeah. I do a little research. Exactly. But, you've yeah. seen like their social media or something. There's also nothing as bad, you know, if you're hosting and you say something that's uh, too much of an assumption oh. about a guest, right? Like you think you know too much or mm-hmm. it sounds like you're putting them in a box. Yeah. That's a real awkward thing to to happen too. So, <sighs> you know, you got to... Yeah, not, not, not everybody's a, uh, 
it's the word a fun sport about stuff like that uh, no and the, art, artists are sensitive man like some people are like no man i'm not this i'm that it's like okay my sorry <laughs> no and the way we interpret music other people's music too it's, mm-hmm. it's very personal right it's a very right. subjective experience so it's like i'll listen to like your album and like i'll come away with it with a a different understanding than you put into it as the mm-hmm. creator and like that's the most frustrating thing to me about making music is that like the, the communication never really gets through like the idea that i'm actually oh, trying geez, to portray yeah. never gets to the other side but sometimes i'm really impressed with the message people do receive mm-hmm. and i could never have made that happen yeah. so cool i'll just you know that was me I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah, yeah. box sometimes like I, I know i know a guy that i that is in my head a rapper but he hates being called a rapper. He's like, nah, man, I'm an artist. I'm just like, okay, bro, I'm sorry. You can't tell him anything. You're like, all right, like, I, I can't define you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like you, like, you don't sing, you don't make beats. I was like, oh. But how would you, does, does he sound like a rapper to me? Has, yeah. that, has that person ever tried to define themselves? Or like, what do they define themselves as? Artists. They just like they, general just, artists. Huh. I was like, all right. Yeah, and usually, like, uh, if I have homies that do more than one thing, like, I would, and I'm introducing the people, like, I'll be like, my homie Chief, for example. I'm like, this is Chief, rapper, producer, DJ, and, like, filmmaker. Like, I'll, I'll say what I know you do. Like, okay. I'll, I'll list your things, you know? Like, I, I'm that guy. I, I won't like a just, walking like, resume. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give, like, a brief resume of you, like, so if I'm introducing to somebody, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is Chief, he just raps, because I know he doesn't just rap. Ooh, yeah. but, I, but I'm not going to just also call you, like, artiste. And call it a day. I'm like, this, really, this person does this thing. A really creative guy. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration in my life. Yeah, I'm like a uh, a stapler artist. You know, I just make stapler sculptures out of staples and staplers. Like, Dan, that'd be kind of sick to it see. Would, would, yeah, yeah, I was like, like wait, hold on, hold on. Like an office supply yeah. kind of sword. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's something that doesn't seem to like hip, filter into hip hop so much. Um, and it's something that my girlfriend deals with a lot. She sells fine art and she works mm-hmm. in a pretty modern gallery and they do a lot of things like single color paintings and like, you know, paintings with 33 layers of paint and, you know, this kind of like really detailed things that you have to have the context explained to you mm-hmm. to understand why it's valuable or important. Like it doesn't, it, otherwise you're like, what is this white? thing on the wall I'm, yeah because it it's just like you're it's like everything like you're saying with the music like it's how you take it but then like to understand like the value of it you have right. to understand like it's history and shit whereas like hip-hop and like a song in particular it's almost like it's supposed to be self-explanatory right and so like you don't get necessarily any context wow. with that song right so the, the song is the context and that's very tough like I mean, it's really hard to get an idea across. I think interviews, I think, go a long way with stuff like that. Like, like if you really follow an artist and you check out their interviews, mm. you can see like them talking about like songs that you may have thought is about one thing, and it may be about that thing, but there may be more context that adds like a deeper level of understanding. Like Common Market um, was a rap duo from Seattle, mm-hmm. and their rapper had like kind of like a little blog thing, and he would like post about some of the songs and some of the he would post about like the meaning of some of the songs and I would already enjoy the songs but like reading the meanings just like like further meanings I didn't get like references to like his father's suicide like growing mm-hmm. up in Kentucky like little stuff like that I didn't know about him that aren't really explained in the song made like it just, it just opened a new world for me it made me like appreciate the work even more so I think artists hmm. should not be afraid to speak about their music if, they, if they're okay with that. Like I, no, I think that's a that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. And sometimes you know you'll ask an artist about something, and I didn't get to interview Sage Francis, but I asked him years and years ago at Paid Dues Tour. Mm-hmm. I talked to him for a second. I said, "What you know?" And as a girlfriend of mine, I actually asked, and you know, I cataloged the answer in my brain carefully. Uh, <laughs> she said, "What's climb trees about?" And he said, "Climbing trees." <laughs> 
and it was like the most annoying answer ever <laughs> Just to, literally you know to get yeah mm -hmm. Well, that's a that's a thing. Um, so have you heard? I'm assuming you've heard "Impossible Kid" by Aesop Rock, the album. Yeah. Okay, so um, the song Kirby about his cat. Sorry. All Te good. Technical difficulty. One second. Technical difficulty two. <laughs> he didn't pause it. Should we just keep talking while he's gone? Like as a blooper or something. All right, John Cena theme song, beatbox, and go. <laughs> you can't see me. My time, time is now. now. What, a time, what a time of the year. That, that time was so good. When that, was, when that meme and that song was everywhere. John Cena. That, that was a time to be alive, man. Oh, dude, that shit was fucking great. Yo, one time, let me tell you a fuck. You want to hear a story, man? Bork. So, one time. I was I was hanging out with when I first started I was in this crew called DQSAS right and I was I was seeing this girl man and like so I'm a huge wrestling fan right mm -hmm. and so is she and one time we were drinking and then she asked me to freestyle about like wrestling so I spit like this freestyle about like John Cena and shit like that and I swear to God dude like she would not shut the fuck up she kept wanting me to do it again and again she's like because oh, it God. turns me on I was like what I was like me rapping about wrestling turns you oh, on I was like God. all right well the fuck let's go home. Dude, you know, I, I have homies that like still go to all the wrestling. They they go to like local wrestling events in New Orleans. Like one of my homies is a wrestler in the in those that's events. That's fucking sick, dude. And like, I feel like I could always go home like do New Orleans right when WrestleMania is there. So I always play like the day before, so I end up having to drop them off at WrestleMania on my way out of town. I dropped me it off keeps WrestleMania. Happening, dude. Fuck. Dash, you okay over there? Like a Dash baked is, potato, Dash is good, bro. That's yeah. just yeah. chilling. They're cool. holding the mic to your mouth when you talk. <laughs> Got to. Damn, Dude. I gotta have technical difficulties more often. This is fucking hysterical. I like come back in here now. We're talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> they, they actually like had the, like, a, a group called Heckler Section where they just go to like the shows and heckle all yeah. the wrestlers. Like they're super funny. Like, oh man. But I was saying about um like you said climb Aesop trees Rock, is about climb yeah. trees. Yeah. And so I was saying about that song Kirby from Ace from um Aesop Rock's Impossible Kid. My friend's like, yeah, Aesop just wrote a song about his cat, and I was like, is it about his cat or is it about like him coping with depression? having a kid and they were like oh shit and i was like yeah like wow. so yeah the song is about that but it's also not quite just about that like you know what i mean yeah right and so I don't, I don't know if climb trees is about more than climbing trees but no it's just climbing maybe trees. maybe the sage is just about climbing trees so i don't know yeah and i mean you know definitely i, I have a feeling it's kind of bad alcoholism and bad yeah. addiction and like you know all this kind he's of just yeah, being exactly an ass. he's kind of being facetious but also like think about how many times like some starry-eyed you know 20 year old gone sage what does it mean? Oh my God! Tell me. But isn't that? I don't know. I feel like, that, and, and that's the kicker, though. You know, because that's, that's what we all want as artists. We want people who give a shit about like what we make. Yeah. But, but at some point, like, will we get jaded? Is like, is there like a line you have to like flirt? Like, where you like between like people giving a shit and also you still giving a shit? Like, mm. like that's tough for me. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to ever get to a point where like somebody's like, "Yo, what does this song mean? I really like it," and I'm just like, "Fuck off." Fuck like, off. I, don't, I don't ever want to get there. Like, I, I want to always just be like, "Thank you for listening." Please yeah. and like continue. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as fans, only supporters. Yeah, at this point, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have like maybe a handful of fans. I just have like, I I feel, I feel like personally I have a lot of artistic supporters like in different different spots. Like, I, have, I have like peers who happen to support me musically at this point. Oh, okay, yeah. So that that defines. I was about to ask you to define that a little bit more. And so like, mm -hmm. what what would a fan be specifically? Somebody who who comes to shows, buys merch, who's like, or not specifically buys merch, yeah, but yeah. is like into your music for the sake of your music and doesn't before knowing you personally you mean i guess so yeah yeah okay 
That was really well put. <laughs> that was really well put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the morning. Yeah, it's the morning. Fuck, stop I mean, reminding I, me. Peers can be fans too, because I mean, I'm a, I'm obviously a peer to some of my artistic homies, and I consider myself a fan. I bump this shit all the time. I, I listen to a lot of like lately, like a lot of the shit I'm listening to is like local bands and like local MCs. When I say local, I mean like people who aren't like famous. Like they're not local to my scene. It's just like. But they're locals. Different scenes. Yeah, yeah different local, locals, different local cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this band called Mangata out of Lafayette, Louisiana is like I've been bumping them like their EP over and over and over again. Oh fuck yeah! There's kind of like an odd snootiness that I develop when I listen just to local music mm-hmm. in a way where I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I don't want to listen to that mainstream. Oh my god! You know that? Oh no, it's on the right. No, I don't want to hear nah, that. Nah, I'm wrong. I still throwing uh, some John May every now and then. You know, it is what it is. Oh, I want to listen to my friend playing his banjo in, the, oh, in yeah. his garage, <laughs> recorded on his iPhone. Oh no, like listen to this. It's great. <laughs> That's real shit, though. I mean, it's nice to have a balance, though. Yeah. You hear, like, the hard work. I mean, it's all hard work, you know what I'm saying? I can't say it's, like, famous people don't put in their hard Obviously, they fucking put in their hard work if they're famous, right. right? But I don't know. I think you can just tell a lot of difference. I like hearing, like, that raw concept that locals have versus, like, the, the studio albums that, like, bigger artists put out, you know? Because you can tell it's, like, mass-produced versus, like, just the raw... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but... It's weird, because that Mangata album I like is, like, really well-produced. Like, I, like I've... Listen to it, I'm just like, God damn, the production quality on this is like really high. Oh, yeah. But it's also like a really weird like indie rock album. It's like super strange. I'm just like it's like a really weird album, but it's also like really well produced. I'm just like, I'm not sure like what line this flirts, but it it covers both bases at the same time. The sounding like really professional, but also like really down home. Like they they haven't lost that edge, just put it that way. Like they're not they're not making anything mass produced for pop consumption. But it's also it sounds really professional. That's dope. I think what we all, what we all want to do, like you said, you record, dude. Oh, sorry, man. As I say, uh, these uh, home studios out here, they're getting better and better, you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. So it's like people can really mix down at their own pace, you know what I mean, come up with something better, and that's the best way to really stick it to, you know what I mean? The yeah. mainstream. Yeah, you know really. I mean? You don't need those big studios. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need those big studios to make a good record. You can make them, you know, right here in this room. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I think that's so true. Like the cost of equipment's come down a lot. The availability. I of always information. talk about that. Yeah. So that's that's another discussion too. Is that people always like talking about? Yeah, you know, the '90s was like the golden era, and I, I guess whatever yeah. it was. But I was like, I was saying that like I'm glad I live in the era I live in because I may not have been making music like right. if I was like my age in the '90s because like there were only so many MCs like and recording equipment wasn't available we, there weren't home studios like no. now you know like I, I was a suburban kid who like bought their first interface and their first mic and was able to get started that way like if i didn't grow up in the internet era where everybody can rap which sucks because everybody can rap yeah, so yeah, like yeah, the, the bar is super low you know so like that's definitely the con but the pro is that everybody can rap like the nerdy kid from the burbs can pick up a mic and like eventually get it together you know and i, I don't know I, I think this is the best time like we can all have we all i've i have a bunch of gear like mm-hmm. you know we all you can it's affordable like yeah. you have your own you have your own tables like if you were yeah. up in the 90s could you have afforded to like vinyl turntables yeah you know what i mean that's like, expensive right no, no for real well and also i probably wouldn't have gotten into hip-hop in the first place like you know i can thank like 
the Napsters, the Bear Shares, the LimeWires, mm -hmm. you know, that mass sharing of low yeah, quality yeah. files yeah. that yeah. happened for a long time. I still have a couple hard drives full of music from that era. And it's like, <laughs> it became the, the mainstay of like the, my background catalog of music I go listen to when I just want to throw something on, right? Um, but if I hadn't experienced and crappy versions of say trances back in the day, it wouldn't have drawn me mm -hmm. into the scene and I just wouldn't have done any of this. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel exactly the same way. We're in the lap of luxury. It's never been so good for humans. And so we can, but, it, but it is music. like it's shitty because fans have to wade through so much garbage now. Like if you're looking for something like what we do, I, I mean, it depends if you like what's on the radio, then fine. That, that do your right. thing. But to find stuff like us, you have to wade through so much other material to get to it. And so that's kind of tough. And I understand like, uh -huh. people's, people's frustration when it comes to finding quote unquote new indie music. Like it's, it's tough. No, you're so right. And actually places like YouTube become this kind of wild west for like, partially released music dude youtube's a fucking like the haven dude like a garden of all that shit man. Yeah. yeah it's crazy how much shit is like just there you mentioned the lo-fi thing and there's like a few channels there's like the steezy channel like mm -hmm. and there is so much underground music coming through that channel and being in a way semi-mainstreamed yeah like yeah because yeah, it's, it's gotten yeah, enough to get on yeah. to me yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's more my, important to get on there you know yeah and like that's that's cool so there are these kind of fountains of underground stuff that's popping up in places like youtube where it's yeah. just not that regulated and it's not for directly for profit mm -hmm. on youtube but boy like that i don't really get music from streaming services I listen to it on YouTube because I can't yeah. find the new weird shit that yeah. I want on Spotify because it hasn't been formally released. Right? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I can find people's mixtapes though. Yeah, it's more middle ground. It's the That's new mixtape revolution. Yeah. Like you, you're not getting a cassette anymore. You're getting like a link to a yeah. somebody's. You know, it's not going to be up there for long because eventually somebody's going to say, eh, "There's a sample," and it'll get pulled down. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Like there's always a reason, but yeah, I feel like that's the new Wild West. So I kind of like that. You're right because yeah. uh, the the lo-fi producer I'm working with uh, is a dude named MF Tired from New Orleans, and I was on one of these really popular YouTube lo-fi channels, and his name pops up, like one of the beats. I was like, God, you know, like it's just like you could you. Could, so I'm not even looking for him. Yeah, and his his name popped up, so it's just stuff like that. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, lo-fi is like becoming like semi mainstream in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Oh no, very much so. Um, it's even being used in like commercials and stuff now. Like, you'll you'll hear it. And actually, like, what's funny, like if you listen to NPR, you'll hear them like drop some pretty wild beats sometimes. Really? In the yeah, in the gaps between <laughs> segments, mm -hmm. like yeah. right before like the news segment comes on or whatever, they'll just like play. A twelve or whatever to fill that gap of. That's some, what like Adult Swim used to be. Right like Adult Swim yeah. was like playing yeah. like some weird like MF Doom, yeah. like lo-fi boom bappy weird like electronic hip hop yeah. shit all the way. Yeah, yeah, so true. So, well, I guess to summarize, man, I'm really glad you guys have made it physically here. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad we're in an era where I can find you non-physically online and keep up with you, even though you're not physically here. That is cool as fuck. Oh yeah. So I mean, shit, dope. Keep making music, guys. It's tight seeing y'all. This has been Beekeep Radio. You guys have any final saying words before I just shut the program down? I mean, I just got the urge. Ooh, support your local scene, man. Yeah. Got to. Like, if you have local artists you really enjoy, like, go to the shows. If you can, buy their merch. If you can't, I mean, it is what it is, but... Stream it, you, download it, share it. Yeah, and yeah. also just, I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm in a place, I live in a place where, like, I'm having venues closing left and right. So if you want live music in your scene, you want venues to stay open, support them. Like, you, you can't, like watch a venue close and then be like oh man i wish this place would have stayed open if you never went so yeah. fucking that's some truth 
All right, we got Symmetry, we got Phobia, DJ Dash. Thanks for yeah, coming in. Dude, thank you for having us, man. We'll check you later. Bye, guys. Thank you, sir. This is a Beat Keepers production, 2019.